you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Well, the king was coronated yesterday. He got the crown as we saw earlier. And uh, our national leader, Glenn Barrett of the AOG movement, um, he was involved in the ceremony. He was in Westminster Abbey uh, for the coronation, and he was there. And he stands up at the conference, and he apologizes to us. He says, guys, I'm so sorry. I can't be here at the conference with you on Thursday because I've had a letter from the king. I have been instructed to be uh, down in London at the Abbey for the rehearsal on Thursday. And he quoted to us the, king, the, the letters from the king. It says, by order of the king, you are required to be at Westminster Abbey. It did not say, if you can make it. If you think this would be a lovely idea, would you like to join us? We'll be throwing sandwiches and tea and coffee afterwards. It was an instruction. This is by order of the king. And do you know what Glenn Barrett said? Yes, your majesty, I will be there. So he apologized to us, and he goes down uh, on Thursday. He drives all the way back Thursday night, and he was back with us on the, the Friday again. But you see, he received an instruction. He didn't in- it was not an invitation. It wasn't a suggestion, and that was from our worldly king. I want you to know that we serve the king of kings. In fact, the Bible calls him the ruler of the kings, the Lord of lords. And our king has said, I want you guys to go and do great and mighty exploits. That isn't a suggestion. It's not if you're in the mood. It was an instruction. Go and do. And we honor sometimes our worldly king much more than we honor our heavenly king. And I was challenged by that. This scripture says in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, the second half, the people who know their God will be strong and will go and do Great exploits. The little thing I saw there was our ability to do great in exploits is totally interlinked with abiding with Him, with knowing God. If I don't know God, then I won't be able to do those great exploits. You see, I know about the King, but I don't know Him. I do not know what His favorite TV program is. I do not know what He likes for breakfast, or lunch, or supper. I hope He likes Greg's sausage rolls. I don't know. I do not know the king. I know about him, but I don't really know him. You see, what happens is some of us, as Paul was saying, some of us know about God, but we don't really know him. What moves God's heart? What's what's he passionate about? Do I know him? There's a connection there. Jesus put it this way. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides or remains stays with me. He will be able to bear much fruit. Our ability to bear fruit or do great and mighty exploits is directly proportional to us knowing Him. The more of the Word of God we have, the more we're going to be able to go and do. For without me, you can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. So here's the first key that I've been seeing if we want to do things. If you want to do mighty exploits, it's not based on what you know, but who you personally no. But there's a second aspect I want to speak about this morning. If Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, he has all authority. 
Jesus said these words himself. He says, all power has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then he tells us to go and do. He says, I want you to go heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, heal the sick and raise the dead. I want you in the Great Commission to go preach and teach to obey. He didn't say throw tea parties, preach and teach. Cast out demons, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Speaking tongues is not a suggestion, it's an instruction. I'll move on. Our king gave us instruction. Do you know what he was doing? Our king of kings, Jesus, came down to whip the devil's butt. And in doing so, he powers us and gives us his authority. He calls his 12 together. He says, go, I give you my authority. We have got authority to resist the devil and to do mighty exploits because the king of kings has said so. So I'm just doing what he told me to do. But you see, here's the problem. Sometimes we get very arrogant and proud about it. Oh, look at me. I'm doing great and mighty works. I'm going to lay hands on the sick and be... Hang on a minute. It's a little bit of... Our stance when we come before the king is very important. When Glynn came before the king, he bowed. Your majesty. There's a certain tone, a certain stance that you take when you go before the king. Our stance when we approach Jesus, and even when we're fighting the devil, is of utmost importance. Let me show you what I'm talking about. James, he writes this in chapter 4 and verse 6 to 7. Therefore, the Bible says, or he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, I just want to pick out this morning three little words, and then I'll sit down. Three little words. Number one, resist. That is a very interesting Greek word. It's called, uh, uh, that Greek word there is tasso, anti-tasso. It's made up of two words, Greek words, joined together, anti and tasso. Tasso is a very powerful word. Listen to this. It's to put in order, to station, to arrange, to assign or appoint. It was a military term used by generals and the army. It was to orderly arrange troops to successfully wage war and combat against a non-compliant enemy. It means to deliberately, premeditatedly, assign military power and might against an enemy. That's what tasso means in Greek. Now, the word anti is a very, very delicate word. Only English people know what it means. Because anti means anti. <laughs> very deep theology, this. Very deep. It means to oppose instead of against. When I come before God, because we see we risk, the, the, the word resist is used with God and with devil there in that verse. So my stance when I come to God is not one of pride and arrogance, because there are stationed, God's got plans and purposes. He's got military might established. The hosts of the armies of heaven are stationed, ready to go in a certain direction. So if I come up and start saying, I want to do it this way. Well, I think it should be done like this, Jesus. And I think that, you know, I've been to Bible school, I know. Then what we're going to do is we're going to bump against the armies of heaven. We're going to bump against the king of kings. So we don't come with an arrogant pride. We come with humility. But it says that we resist the devil as well. We are to station against the enemy, deliberately arrange troops 
to successfully resist the enemy. It says resist him. It's the same word, tasso. Exactly the same word. So what are we going to do? I'm going to use his authority, his name, his power, his word. And I'm going to station them up around. And that is what's going to resist the devil. I'm hiding behind that. You got it? Now, fasten your safety belts. Put your seats on. Buckle in. Because I'm gonna, I was shocked when I saw this next word. It is exactly the same word. The word submit is also tasso, but it's hypotasso, hypotasso. Tasso still means to orderly station, arrange, assign. It's still a military term. But the word hypo is a little bit different. It's to place oneself under authority or to forcibly force somebody down, to make them submit. So the same Greek word is used in submit, tasso, and resist. Tasso, in this case, or hupotasso, portrays a person who willfully says, I come under your stationing, under your positioning. He's the king of kings, the armies. He has declared his authority, his word. I come under that, and I submit. Yes, your majesty. I submit. Yes, your majesty. And we are to take the devil and say, you will submit to the power of God's word. Hupo tasso. Wow, one word, totally different meanings, but the same military might and military power. But what is our position to be? What do we do? We've got to come with the submitting. When people presented themselves to the king, King Charles, they willingly bowed. So that rather than go our own way, we willingly bow to his way. We choose to surrender to his authority. If the king said, go and do, I willfully, determinedly, humbly submit my agenda to his go and do. So if he said, lay hands on the sick, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to lay hands on the sick. Why? Because I'm submitted. If he said, raise the dead, <coughs> that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Any volunteers? <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Because I'm going to submit and do what the king has instructed us to do. If he says, go and plant a church, then that's what I'm going to do. If he said, preach and teach, that's what are we going to do. We are submitted to his Authority. You get it? The third word there is humble. And it's very similar to submit, by the way. Very simple. Uh, it's called tapinoios. And it means to make small, to reduce oneself importance. To humble oneself from a previous arrogance. So it's no longer me. I, I'm saying, Lord, I want you to be bigger. Humility is total dependence on God. Total dependence on Him. I can't do it. Hey, anyone know I can't heal anyone? I can't raise anyone from the dead. So it's total dependence on him. So if he says, go and do it, yes, sir. I'm, I told Dave to go and lay hands on Colin and pray the healing for him. That's just submission. Yes, sir. I'm going to go and do it. Because God told us to do that. Lay hands on the sick and the prayer of faith will heal them. That's all we're going to do. This is the position that we come 
rather than resist and become an opposition to God, we submit to Him. We humble ourselves. It's not because we want to be famous that we're going to plant a new church. Oh, we PCF. We are church plant. We you know multi, multiple locations, multiple locations. Oh, we're on the internet too. We, 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 we stream. Oh, aren't we so amazing? No. 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 It's because you said so, Lord, we're doing it. Do you know how much extra work all of that is to do? I don't want to do it. But this boss said so. So yes, sir, I submit to it. And we do it. Because he told us to do it. We told, he told us to do it. You know that Jesus, because us too, we go because our king instructed us to do. Do you know that Jesus did it because God the Father instructed him to do this? The Bible says, most assuredly, the son can do nothing of himself. But what he, what he sees the father do, for whatever he sees the father do, that he does in like manner. John 5 says, I seek not my own will, but the, the father's will. He's the one who sent me. Listen to this one. John 14 says, I will not speak with you much longer, for the prince of the world is coming. We all know that refers to Satan. He has no hold on me, but the world must learn that I love the Father and that I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Jesus led by example. He only did what the Father told him to do. Oh, would it be that we would say, yes, your majesty, I will only do what you told me to do. But those little gold words on the screen there I want to just focus on. It says, as we've been talking for weeks now about spiritual warfare, it says there, he has no hold on me. When we submit to the Father's will, to Jesus, the devil has no hold on us. The devil had no hold on Jesus whatsoever. All of Jesus' thoughts, his feelings, his decisions were submitted to the obedience of God. Jesus didn't have any self-serving attitude that Satan could hook him to, drag him down and pull him away. He was focused on his father's mission. Would we be so focused on Jesus' position? When our stance and our position is submitted to Jesus, I'd like to submit to you, then the devil has no hold on us. As long as we're a little bit rebellious, we're opening the door. I'll watch a little bit of porn. I'll just do a little bit of this. And I'll just do a little, hey, we are no longer totally submitted and the devil can get his little grips on us and he can pull us down. Are we prepared to be totally dependent on him and say, no, I submit to my father. I humble myself. I lift him up. I'll do what he says. I want to tell you, the devil can't touch you. He can't get a hold of you. Our stance is that when we go and we do because the king has told us to do so. Do you remember the story in the Bible of uh, Jesus, his first miracle? Do you remember when uh, he went to a wedding and um, gets to the wedding and all of a sudden they run out of wine, right? And, and then Mary, Jesus' mother, comes up and says to the servants, do whatever he tells you to do. Do you remember that? <laughs> you know, not me, not me, not me. Oh, no, no, no. If that was me standing there and I was one of those servants, whoa, 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 whoa. Could we just do uh, a due diligence on this one, please? Uh, I think we need to do a risk assessment on this one. Uh, hey, what about, let, let, let's create a five-year budget plan and let's figure out how we're going to do this and how are we going to get this water into wine? And I would start to rely on my human nature and my, my engineering skills. And I'd start to reason this out. 
Ah, mm, water doesn't turn to wine. I think we need to pray a little bit more about this. Mary didn't say, pray about what he told you to do. He said, do it. Now listen, I'm not advocating stupidity. But I am advocating dependence on him. When the king said, do something, we do it. And that's how we go forward. The servants do exactly what Jesus said. They go and get these massive jars of water. And they bring it to Jesus. And Jesus dips it in, a ladle in, and says, now take it to the master of ceremonies. And they take it off, and he drinks it. And it's been turned in the, in the process of time there. By the time Jesus had it, and it gets to there, this water has turned into wine. And the, the master says, wow, you've kept the best wine to last. I want you to notice something. Jesus took something natural, water. He puts his super on it and it becomes even better than anything else. Would we bring to Jesus our natural? Could you bring to Jesus your natural? Would you be able to bring to him your singing ability? Would you bring to him maybe working with the kids or maybe working with youth? You know you can set out chairs straight. You know that you can make tea and great coffee and great sausage rolls. You know you can do these things. So you come and you say, Lord, I bring you what I have. Would you put your super on my natural so that I can do what I need to do? Because you told me to do something. We've got leadership skills. Some of us have finances that we can give. Lord, would you anoint these finances that I give to the church so that a miracle can take place, so we can multiply? I forgot to tell you, AOG has changed the name of their church planting section. They're calling it XM. X for multiplying and M for the word multiplication. And our vision in this church is multiply. And I'm sitting there looking, do you know he has to steal all my sermons, Glenbarry does, he's choose, change, he's, he steals my vision, everything. We're like, the man must get a, stop stealing our stuff. Please, we switch it offline, he's stealing it. I was so encouraged that they, and their vision isn't for us to plant one church. They want to create churches that plant churches. Every single one of us got saved in some kind of church. And we're planting churches so someone else will be saved in a church, just like what we were saving. Oh, and I went to Alpha. I know, but it was a church who created that Alpha event for you to attend. It was a Christian in a church that witnessed to you. We need to plant churches. Do you remember these uh, noblemen? And uh, this guy had a son who got really sick. And it was recorded in John chapter 4, verse 46. And he traveled a day to get to Jesus. And he said, Jesus... Please, would you come and heal my son? And Jesus said, no. Okay, he didn't say that in the Bible. That's my interpretation. Jesus just said, go your way. Your son lives. Right there, this nobleman had a decision to make. Do I continue begging and pleading? Or do I go and do what the king has just said? He turns around and he says, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to submit. I'm going to humble myself. Jesus said it. That settles it. I'm going to do it. And he goes back. And the Bible says the next day he gets close to his home, travels through the night, dark hours, painful hours, not knowing if my son lives hours. He could be dead by now hours. These are the type of pain and question going through his heart. 
And he gets it, and the servants come to him and says, your son lives, all is well. And he says, when did this happen? And they say, about that hour yesterday. When we push in prayer, and we praise in, and for, for something, we believe it. Sometimes we go through dark nights of no, not knowing. Well, we haven't got the manifestation. We're still on our journey, but we in obedience to what he said for us to do. So we carry on and carry on. I want to tell you that the release was already made back then, the day before, when God put his super on the natural. Your healing isn't a maybe. It's a definite. It was released the moment we prayed. We just got to receive it. It could be a time period for it to happen. Some people have been waiting a day or two or a month. But we say, I'm going to carry on doing what he said for me to do. The king says it. That settles it. I believe it and I'm doing it. End of discussion. When we do that, we have that heart. Psalms 25 says, he will lead the humble. See the position, humble. He will lead us. He will teach us. And that's our position right now. Oh, God, would you show us? Would you teach us your ways? I end with this. James, as I said earlier, said, Therefore, God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. But it adds these next, this next <coughs> verse just below that. It says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. You're double-minded. See, you've been doubting God's word, haven't you? Well, I wasn't sure that I was healed. But if I was healed, I wouldn't be feeling the pain. You see, so I'm doubting this. And I'm not, hang on, you've got to believe. And so, say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm, ha I'm having second thoughts. I, I was confessing that oh, God is teaching me something through this sickness. He put me in hospital because of this. And now he's wanted me to grow. No, that's all hobo nonsense. Mumbo jumbo stuff. No, we believe the word of God. I humble myself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift me up. Let me change the picture. I humble myself, and he elevates me. It's not an arrogance that we walk up there, coming up higher. It's in submission to him. Yes, your majesty. We go, and we do. I go, and I do. For I received from the Lord which I delivered to you. That Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he gave thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also he took the cup after supper, saying, This is the cup in, my new, in the new covenant in my blood. Do it as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For often as you drink this bread and eat of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. But I want you to just listen to the next verse here. Therefore, whoever eats of this bread and drinks of the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the blood and the body of the Lord. Let a man examine himself. Let him examine himself. And then let him eat of the bread and drink of that cup. This week I want you to Break bread. At home, I want you to break bread. I want you to go and get yourself some wine and some bread. I want you to push. Push in prayer. And take and say, Lord Jesus, your word says, and this word says that I'm healed. 
And I'd like you to break bread and say, Lord God, I believe, I'm pushing. It's too easy just to do it here in the congregation because you do it as a habit. And there's a ruffling and there's a kerfuffling going on and, and everyone's like distracted. And they're all watching the band come up. I know they are a gorgeous band. They're so good looking. We only hire the best. <laughs> but I want us to focus on the Word of God. It says in Isaiah 53, By His stripes you are healed. 1 Peter 2.24 looks back at the cross and says, By His stripes you were healed. And right in the middle, Paul Apostle says, It's the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead that gives life to your mortal body. Are you prepared to humble yourself before the king and say, I trust you. I humble myself and I believe you. If you said it, that settles it. I believe it. I'm going to do it. We're going to start to worship. And I've asked the, the worship team to take us into a time of worship. We're going to start with a song called There is a King. Maybe Debbie can put the words up for us. There is a king seated amongst us. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please stand? His majesty, the king of kings and the lord of lords, is in the room. And we, we bow this morning, Lord Jesus, and we say, your majesty, would you receive our worship? But that last line says, there will be grace and there will be mercy all around. You see, mercy is God not giving you what you do deserve. You deserve a good slap over the ear all a little bit more because we are sinful people we deserve punishment but his mercy says i'm not going to do that i'm not going to give you what you deserve because i'm merciful god i'm going to give you grace and you know what grace is grace is god giving you what you don't deserve i don't deserve anything what about i don't deserve nothing i've never done anything to deserve his love and his power i don't deserve his healing i don't deserve the holy spirit living inside me i don't deserve any of this but i bow before him i say thank you god for your grace as i bow down before you and i say lord here is here's our church plant here's pcf here's my abilities here's my gift here's my worship i lay it before you there is a king there is a king. He's seated amongst us. PCF, would you worship this morning the King of kings and the Lord of lords?